Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your almost witty hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Field Days Podcast. I'm Greg Straub, joined as always by the department spokesperson Chris Gouts. Chris, we are on location today. We're not in Lansing. We are actually far away from Lansing at a, a facility in Lapeer, and that's TCF. We're here to talk about a really cool dog program. I know we've had you know dog programs on in the past, but uh, you can't beat talking about dogs, right? No, and they have one in the room too. I know. It. It's, so yeah, you can um, introduce Sarge, who is... A little dog underneath the table running around, getting lots of uh, pets from everybody around here. Let's talk about uh, this, the, the program here at TCF. And we have on Jeff Osterhoff, who is a prisoner counselor, is a PC here at the, at the facility. And we have on Christine Myron, who is the executive director for Blue Star Service Dogs. So thank you guys for both coming on and talking about the program. We appreciate you joining us on Field Days. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So, Jeff, before we get started, why don't you introduce yourself and kind of tell everybody out there kind of what you do here. Uh, Jeff Osterhoff, prison counselor. Now for the last four and a half years, I was an officer before that. Just over 20 years in the department, um, and I manage a housing unit, make sure the prison population gets their programming and security placement and stuff like that. Okay. And Christine? How long have you been involved with uh, the Blue Star Service Dog Program? I took over as executive director about a year and a half ago, okay. January of 18, and uh, worked together with that organization prior to that, working with veterans with PTSD. Okay, and, and I guess go further. Talk about the program and kind of what it offers. We're um, a nonprofit, and what we do is we rescue shelter dogs, and then we put them here in one of our, our prison programs and train them to basic obedience and pre-task training. And then we pair them with veterans with invisible wounds, either traumatic brain injury or post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay, and I should have mentioned, too, um, Holly's here, too. Yeah, okay. she, she's, <laughs> she's, yeah, she's the expert on this program. She's she written is, about yeah. it before. And as, as we were, so. Yeah, as we were talking before, um, we realized we Holly was the expert. Holly was the expert. It would be better to have the expert on. So, uh, yeah, Holly, uh, you know, thanks for coming on and helping us out here today. Appreciate it. Thanks. It's great to be here. I'm petting a dog right now, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you brought me along. What better day at the job? So, Christine or Jeff, it doesn't matter who answers this, but how, how did we how did we get involved as the MDOC? How did we get involved with the Blue Star Dog Service Program? Um, back in 2015, the ward we had at the time was was looking for a put up a dog program here at the facility, and he was specifically looking for a dog program that dealt with military veterans and the like Christine said the invisible wounds that they had so the warden member of the military and so they did their research the facility did and uh, at the time they they found uh, blue star service dogs and went from there the rest is history so the rest is history guess, Christine I guess this question is for you what I don't know if you were around during that time with this but what was the thought process when a prison calls and says hey you want to you know have some prisoners train Dogs for veterans. I, I, I knew of um, the organization when when they started the program here at Thom, and it was it was very exciting because it was more healing that could be done with dogs, and it was an opportunity not only to decrease you know some of the the cost of, of training the dog, but it was an opportunity also to help um, inmates and the the prison environment. And I know they were really excited about that when they started the program, and it's fantastic to witness it in full. I don't know how it was the first year or two, but now it's a it's a well oiled machine. So it's very nice. And you're doing this other facilities as well, right? Or is it just here? 
Uh, up in Saginaw Correctional yeah, Facility. Saginaw, Saginaw, We're yeah. working with the veteran inmates. And so, so obviously they're, they have a whole veterans housing unit that, mm-hmm. that trains the dogs, and that's really cool because the veterans are training the dogs for veterans. for veterans. Here you don't have a unit, but do you have any veterans here that are trainers, or is it just whoever qualifies for the training? Yeah, we don't have any veterans here that are that are trainers for the dogs. Um, it's just uh, prisoners that met the requirements, passed the interview process, and then they were selected for the program. It sounds like you've had some pretty good success with uh, the dog, the trainers that you've had. And we were talking earlier about some of the, the numbers. If you maybe run through those of how, what, what success you've had. We put between 70 and 80 dogs through the program. And to date, about 47% of those dogs have been paired with a veteran to be a service dog. The remainder of, of those dogs were either made a companion dog for somebody they were returned to the shelter just for whatever reason, or they were adopted out. We've had some staff members here that have adopted some of the dogs out of the program. I think that's really unique about this program is that you're, you're training shelter dogs. A lot of our programs, they're shelter dogs, and they just get trained so that they can be adoptable. Mm-hmm. And there's other programs where they have specific breeds of dogs who then go out to do specific things. Here you're taking shelter dogs and then trying to and training them to be mm-hmm. into this program. That's pretty unique, and that's why maybe the numbers... Um, people might think that seems kind of low, but it's because you're doing such a unique thing here with them. So. There's, there's, it's a high level of expectations that the yeah. dog has to meet to, to match the veterans and the psychiatric service dog. He's a pretty elite working dog. Are you pulling from, from shelters in, just in this area or from all over and then bringing them here? All over. Um, Livingston County, Wayne County, Macomb County, uh, and Saginaw. And actually, we just a couple weeks ago got our first dog from Genesee County as well. That's so. right. Are there any type of breeds in of particular that you that you look for, or is it just whoever comes? Or? The the trainers that evaluate the dogs, they look at characteristics. So they're really looking at um, a dog that's going to be intelligent, compassionate, and uh, have good energy to be able to learn, a willingness to learn. <laughs> yes, yeah. and and most of the dogs are dogs that. If the general public goes into a shelter, it's not the dogs that they're looking to adopt. You know, we, we do get the, the bully mixed dogs, mm-hmm. the pit bull mixed dogs. Um, we, we trained a lot of them. And, you know, they really do get a bad stigma as far as that goes. Um, but they're very intelligent dogs. Could you tell us a little bit about what the training is like and what they learn while they're at the facility? The training um, really begins from day one when the dog enters into the facility. That first 24 hours, the dog is pretty much in the cell with the handler, um, getting to know one another. And uh, just learning at that time, just learning basic commands, um, learning to sit, learning to lay down. The dogs all have a bed in the cell, so they're learning uh, what their what their place they call it place. So they're learning what their place is, and they kind of work on those skills for the first couple of weeks. And then once they start kind of mastering those skills, then they go into training what is called the uh, canine good citizenship. That's a test that all the dogs pass before they leave the facility, and then they also pass it again. Uh, with the veteran that they're assigned to as well. And that's about 10, 10 different skills that they learn. That's the first test that these service dogs and their veterans have to pass before they can move on to becoming public service dogs. You know, Jeff, what, what got you involved with this program? Is it, I mean, I, were you told to do it? I hope not. But, you know, I mean, you have a passion for, for animals or veterans. What, what brought you to this program? Well, you know, I do have a passion for animals, and I've always respected our military. You know, oddly enough, when program first came into play back in 2015, um, there was another person that worked for the state of Michigan who handled both the programs we have here. They told myself and the person that heads up the other program, um, by the way, you're getting these dog programs in your housing unit. So I really didn't know what to do. I was still new into my position as a prison counselor, and so I was learning to try to learn that job. And then you know, initially I wasn't really that happy about it, but then it didn't take very long having the dogs in the housing unit and, and working with Blue Star and their trainers and 
and their staff and to see that the passion that they were showing, you know, and I really just, at that, I kind of latched on pretty quickly. I immersed myself <laughs> into it. Yeah. yeah. You know. So I guess that leads me to my next question. Well, what's this meant for the facility and specifically the, the prisoners who are, who are participating in this? Before we had the program here, you know, I'd heard about different dog programs and, and how the prisoners are more well-behaved and not just the prisoners in the program, but the prisoners within the housing unit. I kind of looked and said, eh, I don't know, you know, I don't know about that. This is, you know, but surprisingly enough, the, the prisoners in the program are, for the most part, are they're one, they're just more behaved than the other prisoners. The housing unit itself is quieter. The prisoners look forward to seeing dogs, new dogs come in and, you know, they're, they're sad when they see the dogs leaving, um, but the same note, they're happy. And that's with the handlers as well. You see emotion out of prisoners, which for my first 15 years in the department, you know, it's something that was very rare to see an emotion. But um, the handlers, you know, they, they truly get, they get worked up when a dog that they've invested all this time in leaves. They're happy about it, but, you know, on the other hand, it's sad. You know, it's, they're attached to this animal. So, you know, it's definitely a change for the positive. So, like I said, I mean, just everything runs really smoothly in the housing unit and, and with the handlers themselves. That kind of speaks to Blue Star Dog's mission, too, which is part of that I remember reading was rescuing one to rescue another. Mm-hmm. So that has a, you know, multiple purpose. You're rescuing the dogs. It's having an impact on the prisoners, mm-hmm. and it's having an impact on the veterans. And I understand they get the opportunity, veterans get the opportunity to come in and also, mm-hmm. in some instances, see and train with the dogs a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, one of the things where a veteran comes into the program, they get to, you know, sometimes people say the dog picked me. Well, they get to interact with several dogs and see what kind of that that bond or that partnership is in the prison and start working with select dogs. And then the dog gets to know the veteran even before leaving the prison. So it's not as hard of a transition because in the prison they're very well cared for and they're with a human 24-7. And it might not be the case there during the training at the beginning. So it's a nice transition. It's easier on the dogs. Absolutely, I agree. With, I mean, yeah, I mean, and the dogs really do pick the veterans um, when they, when they come in. Um, the dogs seem to know what's going on, and you can see the the different dogs that are are being looked at. They're you know they're they're sizing up the veteran as well. Mm-hmm. And and you know since we've switched over to bringing the veterans into the prison and letting them interact with the handlers and the dogs, um, we've had much better successful pairings with the veterans. Whereas in the past, we're the, the Blue Star staff, training staff, would pick the dog that they felt was the bit, best fit for the veteran and then take it out, and then it just didn't work. It wouldn't work out. Part of it was the expectations were too high. You know, the veterans were expecting the dog to come out and just automatically listen to what they're they're asking and basically to be a robot. Now by coming in, they're able to see that. That's not the case. You have to work with this dog and establish a relationship with this dog before the dog is really willing to put forth 100% for you. Tell us a little bit about Serge, who's a, a pug who, who's sitting here and clearly likes me way better than Greg because it won't leave, won't leave my side and won't, won't go anywhere near Greg. So. And you won't stop petting him. <laughs> Sarge is a retired service dog. He was with a Marine for service dog training and then worked with her and she passed away. And so he um, wasn't repaired with another veteran. He was adopted by me. So he's our ambassador. He goes everywhere with us. He's a well-behaved pug. Sometimes he helps train the other dogs because he's small and cute and they want to play with him like a little <laughs> stuffed animal and, and they have to learn how to ignore that. And then also he's very calm. 
So if you go out in public, he remains calm, and the dogs go, oh, that's what we're supposed to right. do. So he's, he's uh, an interesting part of the staff. Is there any way we could get him to growl at Chris right now? Or is that... I don't believe that will happen. Yes. <laughs> was he trained here? He was not trained in the facility. It was prior to okay. this program. But he's come in several times. Yes, and uh, everybody looks forward to seeing Sarge. Yeah, uh, maybe, not, maybe not the other dogs, but uh, <laughs> the, the handlers and, and myself and the staff here at uh, Thumb Correctional always look forward to seeing Sarge. Mm -hmm. yeah. They don't know my name, but they know Sarge. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Jeff and Christine, I can't, uh, I can't thank you enough for taking time to do this. I think this program is super important for a host of reasons. One, because we are uh, helping our military heroes right i mean right, absolutely they deserve that and it's it's awesome that we are part of doing that and two you know i think we're helping the prisoners inside with empathy with you know with, it's just it's just an overall good program to have them involved in you, know, you talked about the benefits of, of the facility you know thank you guys for what you do every single day you know you guys are doing an important job um you know jeff with us and christine um, with this wonderful program so Thank you guys for coming on and, and sharing a little bit about it today. We appreciate it. I appreciate you guys coming out here and, uh, and you know, shining some light on this program. Okay. Um, you know, we're not we're not a program that reaches out for for the attention, but uh, we, we gladly accept it when it comes along. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you know, Chris isn't here for the out here, Holly, so appreciate you doing this. I mean, what, what better day than to play with puppies and talk about dogs? I mean, it doesn't get much better than that, does it? Hey, it's a great day when I can uh, be part of an interview and have a really cute dog sitting next to me that I can pet and also hear about how these service dogs are helping people in the community. It's perfect timing because it is Veterans Day yesterday, so I mean, we, we kind of have a Veterans Week here. So it's perfect timing that, you know, we can talk about um, service dogs that are helping veterans and uh, I think that's it's just an awesome awesome thing that we're doing that we're part of to give back to the people who have given so much for us so good stuff and thanks for thanks for being part of this Holly it was, it was a fun interview yeah it was and uh, I'm excited to see all the different events that are going to be happening this week um, the department celebrating veterans all week this week so there's going to be a lot of recognition activities and events going on at work sites across the state and you'll be seeing pictures of those on social media and I'm sure we'll talk more about it once we see uh, everything everyone's done but it's always great when we can recognize uh, the heroic service of our veterans and show them how much they mean to us yeah no absolutely so let's get some pictures on Twitter out there let's let's post what's going on in the in the field offices and uh, let's uh, let's try to overwhelm Twitter with the great things that we're doing for our veteran staff this week but you know speaking of recognizing our, our veterans we, we have a very special guest right now don't we Holly we do. We have a special shout out for all of our veterans in the department that you'll hear from now. Hi, all you podcast listeners. I just wanted to give a big shout out and thank you to all of the men and women of the Michigan Department of Corrections who have served in our armed forces to defend our freedom living in this great country. Thank you for what you've done and thank you for what you continue to do. Well, that sure was awesome of Director Washington to uh, to come on and, and give a nice, huge shout-out to all of our, our staff who are, are active military or, or veterans. Thank you, Director Washington, for doing that. And, uh, you know, next week we have another great podcast from TCF, which is fun. We were, we were here. We're, we're, we're going to be back again next week to talk about some of the uh, great things they have going on in their education area. So make sure you stay tuned next week to a new episode of Field-Based Podcast. As always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at 
MI Corrections, and on Twitter, at MichiganDOC, as well as the FOA account, at MDOCFOA, and the CFA account, at MDOCCFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Field Days Podcast.